and welcome to American Road Trip Talk, where you meet the people behind the stories in American Road Magazine. I'm Foster Brown. The spring 2015 issue of American Road Magazine was dedicated to tracking down the ancients along the American highway. One of the stories was a fish tale about the oldest resident at the world-famous Shedd Aquarium in Chicago. Its name is Grandad, and he's an Australian lungfish, a scaly survivor of prehistoric times found in very few places around the globe. Our guest, Mike Marcellus, is one of the aquarists at the museum who has some interesting stories to tell about dear old Grandad. This podcast is made possible by the 9th Annual Red Carpet Corridor Festival. Coming May 2nd and 3rd, the festival traverses 13 communities from Joliet to Tawanda in Illinois, along a 90-mile stretch of Old Route 66 that collectively celebrates the Mother Road. Each town puts together its own events for the weekend, making for a great shopping and sightseeing experience. Gather the family and take a trip down memory lane. Towns in Illinois include Joliet, Elwood, Wilmington, Braidwood, Godley, Braceville, Gardner, Dwight, Odell, Pontiac, Genoa, Lexington, and Tawanda. Visit www.il66redcarpetcorridor.org for full details. We're also sponsored today by Levy County, Florida. Isn't it time you found your next natural adventure? Come explore, relax, refresh, discover. Levy County, the heart of Florida's natural paradise. It's waiting for you on the Gulf Coast, 103 miles north of Tampa. Visit Levy County during their Watermelon Festival in Chiefland, Florida, June the 6th. It will be a wonderful way to start your summer. For more information, visit www.visitnaturecoast.com. Levy County, Florida. In our recent edition, we talked about the oldest things around the United States, and one of those oldest things is a remarkable fish at the Shedd Aquarium in Chicago. And with us right now on American Road Trip Talk is Mike Macellis, who is a senior aquarist there, who is going to shed some light, pardon the pun, on the oldest fish at the aquarium. Mike, thanks so much for being with us on American Road Trip Talk. Yeah, good to be here. Mike, let's first of all talk about, uh, for our listeners, what a lungfish is, and an Australian lungfish in particular. Uh, Australian lungfish, there are uh, a number of different lungfish species. Uh, they're called lungfish because they have lungs, so they can breathe air from the surface. Uh, there are species in uh, Africa and South America, mm-hmm. um, and obviously Australia, which is the animal that we're talking about. Um, and the Australian ones are unique among the lungfish because they only have one lung, and they're an ancient fish, so uh, they go back to the fossil record easily 100 million years. And it's a fascinating, I was reading up a little bit about the lungfish, and they're survivors. I mean, re- remarkable, because they live in terribly difficult, drought-stricken areas, and they manage to live by being able to kind of do both things, be able to be uh, amphibians and then uh, get up and breathe air, especially this one. Absolutely. So the the African and South American species can actually make a cocoon where they can kind of yeah. survive in near drought or uh, almost dry. Uh, the Australian lungfish can't be dry, but as long as it stays moist, it's usually able to survive for quite some time just breathing uh, air. Now, let's talk a little bit about how Granddad, he's called Granddad, got to the Shed uh, Aquarium. He, he got there, actually, um, just as it was being, because one of the first fish, I understand, it was delivered there. 
Well, the aquarium opened in 1930, uh, and then uh, Granddad was brought here in 1933 for the uh, Chicago World's Fair that was here, uh, kind of in our museum campus area. Uh, so he's been here since that. He was uh, to help draw people in, uh, and it was uh, a, a perilous journey, I guess you could say. They had to um, uh, bring them in via a uh, boat and also via our train car that we used to use to transport water from the ocean here, so kind of a multi-use train car. Now, is he a freshwater or a saltwater fish? Uh, it's a freshwater animal. Okay. Found in a, a couple of, originally found in a couple of rivers of Australia, uh, the Burnett and the Mary Rivers of Australia. Mm-hmm. How in how did he get found to be brought to the shed? I mean, was he part of a collection somewhere and then donated to the shed aquarium? Yeah, I think uh, these guys were from the Taranga Zoo. Uh, they were donated to us. I think we, we realized that the ocean liner that we were using to collect fish from Hawaii uh, was going to be stopping off in Australia. So it was like a, a gift from them, a gift that we're glad to have every day. That's fascinating. So uh, n- I know that you have gone on, or members of the uh, Shedd Aquarium staff there have gone on and continued to do explorations where you gather fish from their habitats. So this was an ocean liner that was making stops around the world, picking up fish for the Shedd Aquarium. And one of the stops was in Australia, where you received this fish. Was it was it captured precisely for this purpose, or had it been caught before for somebody's collection down there? I'm not positive on that, but I know that they were adult animals when they were brought here. So mm. uh, that means they're over 80 years old, and it takes them 17 to 20 years to be sexually mature. So uh, we could add even a little bit to that 80-plus years that we've had them. Oh, my, that is remarkable. So, I mean, they're a remarkable fish, period, because they're these survivors that have existed from ancient times and kind of a a prehistoric relic in some ways. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I understand that they are in the line then that went on to become all sorts of different creatures. Uh, Can you fill us in on that? So we think that they have kind of split off early in fish evolution, have moved on to become tetrapods, so uh, the first animals basically to walk on land. Wow. That is absolutely fascinating. Now, I understood for some pictures that I saw there that um, Granddad has some uh, companions. Is it a special tank that he's in right now? Yeah, he's uh, in the, uh, our Rivers Gallery. He's kind of the star of an exhibit of Australian fishes. Um, and he has uh, four tank mates that were brought in the mid-'90s uh, to the aquarium. Uh, for Australian lungfish tank mates, he also has some other animals in there with him, um, some short-necked turtles, uh, Merton's water monitor, uh, some Australian rainbow fish, and a couple others. It sounds fascinating. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved in uh, being becoming an aquarist, and particularly how you landed at the Shedd Aquarium. Uh, great. I grew up in the Chicagoland area, the suburbs of Chicago, um, and in high school, uh, Shed offers a high school marine biology course, which actually uh-huh. takes our research vessel out to uh, the Bahamas, and I was involved in that. So I kind of fell in love with Shed uh, from high school and uh, went to college at Loyola, which is also downtown here. Oh, yeah, right. And uh, was able to do an internship here and eventually led to a position here. So, Mike, it sounds, like, it sounds like a really tough decision to make, you know, to go to Bahamas. and uh... Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Do you get to go out then on some of these expeditions to gather fish? Yeah, absolutely. I've been uh, to the Bahamas to help collect fish for our Caribbean reef, um, and I've also been out there recently to help with some grouper research that one of our postdocs is doing. So uh, a lot of cool stuff, and it's really a great thing to have that boat that's docked in Miami that can do research trips and things that, like that. that. Yeah, it is remarkable. Now, this is a little bit off the subject, but groupers, I understand, are enormous, can be enormous. 
uh, yeah, there are uh, Goliath groupers are one of the larger species. So there are some huge species out there, but some of the larger ones are harder to find these days. So. Oh, oh, are they? Are they? How, how, how big can a grouper get, the, the biggest ones of those? Ooh, bigger than a person, or heavier than a person anyway, maybe about the same size, but they can be pretty big around. Yeah, I had seen some pictures of um, groupers uh, that have been caught, but in addition to that, in the wild, and they looked enormous with the divers next to them, like the diver could become lunch if they weren't careful. Yeah. We're talking with uh, Mike Maselis, who's a senior aquarist at the uh, Shedd Aquarium in Chicago. I, one of the things about the Shedd Aquarium that I saw was, and it was kind of remarkable, the man who donated eventually $3 million in the early 1900s, and that would be, I don't know, equivalent to what, but an enormous amount of money nowadays, um, was with the uh, Macy's uh, department store and had become the president of that and then donated this $3 million eventually uh, for the Shedd Aquarium. But it, it was built to be part of uh, kind of the, the architectural jewels of Chicago, am I right? Yeah, absolutely. There's uh, a ton of architectural details. So if that's something that people want to look at, um, kind of Tiffany lambs, all kinds of vintage features for people that are interested in that thing. Yeah. And it's also part, I would think, along with the Field Museum, am I right? Mm-hmm. Field Museum and then the Adler Planetarium is also part of the museum campus. Right. And they were all kind of built together. Now, were they built uh, with that uh, World's Fair uh, that you mentioned in 1933 in mind? Uh, I, I don't know. I think it was John... John G. Shedd's gift to the to Chicagoland area. Right. I don't know that it was necessarily intended uh, as part of the World's Fair. It was, but it became part of that. I, I think some of the architects who were involved in developing the Field Museum are the ones who was also involved in this. Now, let's get back to Grandpa when we're, we're wrapping up here. Grandpa is about, uh, tell me something about the dimensions of, of Grandpa, this uh, Australian lungfish. Uh, he's uh, probably just under five feet, and he loves to eat a variety of foods, so he's a uh, uh, loves to chow down on uh, shrimp and various fish and eats his vegetables as well. And I guess you have to eat your vegetables to get to that uh, that age. <laughs> is he about the size that a, quote-unquote, normal lungfish would get to, or is he a little bigger? Uh, I think they're they're all that's uh, roughly an adult size from the ones that we have at the aquarium here. So, Is this a, a, a fairly rare fish? I mean, it, not too many places around the globe that you can find them. And, and it sounds like in Australia they're only in... Queensland, is, I understand. Is that right? Right. Only a, originally a couple of rivers. They've introduced them into a few others, but uh, they're definitely protected within Australia. Um, and Australia is usually pretty good about protecting their animals, but a lot of river fish are, are threatened by dams and uh, various kind of human interactions with the rivers. Oh, yeah. So. Right. Right. Exactly. How is Grandpa doing? I mean, is he is in basically pretty good health? Could he live for how many more years? Well, we don't know exactly, but he doesn't—he doesn't show any signs of his age. He—he he, uh, plays along with his tank mates just fine. Um, <laughs> He's pretty spry for being how many years old now? Spry for being uh, eighty-three. As we just celebrated an eighty, an eightieth shed anniversary a couple of years ago. That's right, and I saw the cake that you made, which was quite remarkable with yeah, the we shrimp. Made a, we made a, a magnificent ice cake uh, <laughs> with all kinds of vegetables and fish that kind of melted in there for them. So. Oh, that was wonderful. It was really great. Well, Mike, I want to thank you very much for being with us here on American Road Trip Talk. Now, just uh, quickly, people can go to Chicago and, uh, and see the Shed Museum. They've, there's lots to see there, as I understand. Besides Grandpa, there's a whole lot of other things. Just kind of quickly go through some of the things that people can see when they go to the, mu- uh, the aquarium. Yeah, there's definitely tons to see. Uh, other than Granddad, we have uh, something like 32,000 other animals in the collection. Um, and uh, we have uh, a new special exhibit coming, but it's still a secret. So oh. uh, to, 
do their research to find out what it's going to be, but I've seen some of the animals and it should be really cool. Um, and then uh, Luna, our new rescued sea otter, uh, should be on exhibit uh, coming up this year as well. Oh, that's wonderful. And I know that uh, you're really stepping into the modern age as well with the uh, solar roof that you have up yes. there. Uh, I was fascinating to read about that as well. You're going to be taking a lot of your energy resources right straight from the sun. Yeah, well, we try to walk the walk as well as talk the talk and be be all about conservation. So a lot of initiatives like the solar roof are important to us. That's wonderful. Mike, thanks so much again for being with us and for taking good care of Grandpa, although it sounds like Grandpa's taking good care of himself. Definitely. Granddad, the Australian lungfish, is one of the stars of the Shedd Aquarium in Chicago. Again, thank you to Mike Masellis, who is a senior aquarist there at the Shedd Aquarium. Thanks so much for being with us here on American Road Trip Talk. Yeah, it was a pleasure. We hope that you've enjoyed our podcast brought to you by the Illinois Route 66 9th Annual Red Carpet Corridor Festival, May 2nd through the 3rd, and by Levy County, Florida's Watermelon Festival, June the 6th. Watch for our next podcast as they appear on our blog page at AmericanRoadMagazine.com. You'll also find a wealth of information waiting for you on our homepage, like itineraries for your next trip, sweepstakes, special bargains, and so much more. Until we meet again on the next American Road Trip Talk, look for us on Facebook. This is Foster Brown reminding you that the joy is in the journey.